We are glad you're with us. And uh, in case you uh, did not hear during the break, we are going to hear from Brian Gudikins coming up in about an hour and 28 minutes from now. So stay tuned for that. Uh, if he speaks earlier, we'll let you know. But uh, Goody is going to talk uh, down at the owners meeting. And uh, they're talking about all kinds of different stuff. They're talking about the rule change for overtime. Uh, and for those that did not know, and and, and Billy just says, uh, what are they considering? They're considering that both teams have the ball. We saw this coming, you know, back when the the college ranks decided to change it and go into this sudden death type of thing. Um, there still will be a kickoff. It will still basically it'll look like this. If you get if you win the coin toss in if indeed this plays out. Now this is not confirmed yet. But if you win the coin toss and you get the ball and you drive down the field and score, okay, then the other team is also going to have a chance to drive down the field and score. They also will then get the ensuing kickoff, and if they can score, then you continue on, okay? My assumption would be then after that, if the, if the other team scores as well, then it's the next team to score. I, I just I can't see it going any other way. You can't you can't continue playing, you know, full quarters like this. I just don't see it. Anyway, long story short, that's that's the way it'll go, I assume. Now, what has been thrown into the mix, the Tennessee Titans have said, look, if you go down and score, if you go for two and you make it, that ends the game. If you miss it, the other team can then take the ball down and score. And if they kick the PAT, game over. So you're kind of taking a chance on either sealing the deal and ending the game or putting the game back in the hands of your defense. One of the two. Um, And if you get the ensuing kickoff after the overtime and you do not score and the other team gets the ball back and then scores, then that team wins. I know it's somewhat convoluted. But we have become a participation trophy society, so therefore everybody has to touch the ball just because. You can't win it on defense. You know, I I, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of this, uh, but I, I do agree that, and one of the, it wasn't attributed to a specific general manager, but a general manager had said in one of the articles written about this that we pay quarterbacks 30 to $40 million. Everybody wants to see the quarterback play. So, therefore, we're paying the quarterbacks this amount of money. We should at least showcase them, specifically in overtime. So that's the reason they're considering this this rule change, to give each team the ball in overtime. Okay? Not a fan of it, but that's what they're considering. That's what the NFL's got going on. So, Gutekinst is expected to uh, speak in about an hour and 25 minutes from right now. And he's going to talk, I'm sure, about the trade of Devontae Adams, the signing of Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, other things such as Devontae Campbell, uh, Jerron Reed, uh, the big man up front, uh, recently just signing uh, the, uh, the the secondary uh, guy over the weekend who they just picked up, um, which is uh, um, Keyshawn Nixon. So they've got all of that going on. I'm sure he's going to address all of that. And what else they're going to do about that wide receiver room? How desperate they are for wide receivers. What maybe, what they might have up their sleeve. We don't know. And he's not going to come out and give us all the details. But what they're going to continue to do or what their due diligence is going to be. So we're going to hear all of that coming up here in about an hour, 25 minutes from now. So stay tuned for that. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to email the program, you can. 
It's simple. Uh, all you got to do is touch us uh, over at uh, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also hit us up on the Facebook fan page. Go to facebook.com slash thebillmichaelsshow. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Subscribe for free. And I really do. I highly recommend if you did not see the broadcast, the live stream broadcast, it wasn't over the air. It was just on live stream on Friday afternoon from 5 to 7 with uh, Kristen and Chris as they did kind of the the behind the scenes stuff while we were doing the celebrity bartending at the event at uh, at Albanese's Roadhouse. Go watch it. It was really, I'm telling you, as it was entertaining. There were so many different things they talked about, uh, appearances by Mike Clemens, uh, our buddy Joe DeGuano, who does our network sales and also appears with Dave Carney uh, on WKTY and Lacrosse. Uh, they were there, the people from Special Spaces, which was the benefactor, the charity that the money went to. So a really good podcast and broadcast over there on the live stream if you want to check that out. So uh, go there and see it. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash the or slash Bill Michael show and you can find it there. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, Pat says, I like the Brewers chances. I still think the Dodgers are going to be the team that's going to stand in the way. Um, yeah, we kind of picked the Dodgers. Um, if I, now, now Ben, I'm going to go back to, uh, our discussion regarding, uh, the New York Mets. If the Mets with Jacob deGrom and Scherzer and company, do they have enough? I know they got like Starling Marte, Francisco Lindor, uh, Pete Alonzo, um, Robinson Cano, Probably he's going to be their DH, Eduardo Escobar. They, they've got some names. They've got some people that can produce. It's not like they're bereft of talent. Can the Mets stay healthy enough? Do the Mets come out of the East this year? This is going to sound like a joke, but I swear it isn't. I, as soon as September comes, they're going to collapse. It's okay. one of those things where they always have arguably the best team or the most talent. But then aside from that year, they made the World Series and lost because Murphy went crazy. Every single year, they've had a lead pretty much in September, and they've either gotten hurt, they've blown it, they've done something stupid, and they hired Buck Showalter to be their manager. I can't see how that's going to magically work. Buck Showalter, but then again, Buck Showalter did a lot with very little talent in Baltimore for a long time and seemed to be able to kind of, you know, push the right buttons. Now, Again, when when you talk about how old is Buck Showalter, he's got to be late 60s, early 70s now. I mean, he was the manager of the Yankees back when Seinfeld was on. So he and he was probably in his 50s then. 65. 65. Okay. so I you talk about a relatability. I don't know. Now, he's got a veteran group, but I, I. I've always said I don't think age has a ton to do with it. I think it's respectability. I think it's pushing the right buttons and putting guys in the right place to be successful. Buck Showalter has that ability. I just don't know if he has the ability to take them over the top. But Buck was across the street with the Yankees for a long time. As they started to finally pull things together, it wasn't until Joe Torre got there and really took them to the next level. Uh, that they then, and then again, they had some really good talent too, but Joe Torre became that, that end-all, be-all manager for the Yankees, but Showalter was not bad. He pushed a lot of the right buttons. He just never got him over the top. Yeah. It's not age to me. Cause there are great managers that are older. It's the old guard and the old thought behind baseball and managing. 
Because I kind of I look around the MLB now, and Craig Council in obviously Milwaukee and Gabe Kapler in San Francisco, or they brought the new ideas that John Matt kind of started or Joe Madden, and I the guys that are older from the previous line of baseball thinking. I, I kind of think they get outplayed by the younger guys in the new way mm-hmm. that everyone manages the game. Yeah, I uh, I think Showalter's a – how do I put this? I think he gets them into the discussion. I just don't think he gets them over the top, if that's the best way to put it. I still think uh, – what is it, Atlanta is still the favorite to win the division? I think so in Vegas, but I Atlanta, Philadelphia, and the Mets, I think, are all neck and neck. Max Freed, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, I, I think they've got a really good top three. Kenley Jensen, solid in the back end. 25 saves last year, or projected to get 25 saves this year, I should say. If I, if I read Guy's solid. The guy's solid. I think Atlanta's probably the team to beat. And after that, where do you, where do you find Philadelphia in all of that? So, Where would you, if you're gonna, would you got Philly and, and and the Mets battling for second, the same way that the Mets have shown a uh, a way to collapse every September. Phillies haven't made the playoffs in twelve seasons. So if we've learned any, like their offense might be the best in baseball, and they'll hit the hell out of the ball. They're healthy in the starting rotation on the front end. They'll definitely be good, but the bullpen is still a huge question mark, which always loses them games. The defense is going to be horrible, and I don't trust Joe Girardi. So I. I kind of see them the same way as the Mets. Oh, I know you hate Joe Girardi. I, there's no doubt about that. They just have, Both of those teams have to prove to me that they are over finally beating the Braves because all they do in September is fall down and let the Braves take the division. So take the Marlins and the Nationals completely out of this. Um, is there enough by the addition of Scherzer, just Scherzer and being able to kind of slow things down? Because they were even, when you look at run differential last year, the Phillies and the Mets... Even though the Phillies ended up with, what, 82 wins and uh, the Mets were 77, the Phillies were a negative 11 run differential, and the Mets are negative 32. Now, the addition of Scherzer, they're hoping kind of cures all of that and really is able to kind of, you know, stem the tide when it comes to giving up so many runs. The Braves, with 88 wins, 88 wins were plus 134 in run differential. And they did it mostly without Mike Soroka, arguably, right. arguably their best starter who was out all year. Now, In comparison, you look at the Dodgers, who were plus 269, the Giants, who were plus 210, the the, the Brewers were plus 115, and the Brewers won the division with 95 95 wins, while the Giants were 107, the the Dodgers were 106, but the Brewers were plus 115, which is really solid, but plus 269, 269, the best in baseball were the Dodgers, and they were second in their own division. Just unheard of. I mean, like the Astros were plus 205. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays were plus 206. So, although I am going to be enjoying the American League East this year, I'm looking forward to watching to uh, see if Tampa Bay can repeat with Boston and New York what they did and, and, you know, following the out East stuff. And then obviously here in our own backyard, you're going to have the White Sox. They're hoping to win the division again. They were plus 160 last year in run differential. Plus 160, and nobody else really coming out of that East. Cleveland uh, barely scrapped and clawed just to get to 80 wins, and everybody else kind of sucks, including the Twins. And then Houston was a, a runaway favorite. Everybody else was eliminated. So anyway, um, I'm, I'm, 
I don't know how much of a shakeup there's going to be, but the East in both, the East in the National League and the East in the American League, both I think are due for a shakeup. Whether it's going to be the Phillies or the Mets to win the division, I think one of those two, even though Atlanta's picked to win the division, I think one of those two win the division. And over in uh, the American League, I get this sneaking suspicion that Boston is going to be is going to win the division this year. Just just gut feeling. We'll get into the picks just before the uh, start of the season, but just a sneaking suspicion there. 877-867-1670. 877-1670. Uh, Darren says uh, Burns, Woodruff, Peralta are solid. Lafleur, or I should say Lauer, really came on at the end of last year. And Hauser's a solid back of the uh, rotation guy. Great rotation. Uh, don't the Brewers have as good of rotation as anybody? Yeah, we were just talking about that. We were just talking about that. Uh, Greg says, meaningless run differential stat rewards blowouts versus wins by one run. Um, but it's not meaningless because when you look at the teams in the positive, Greg, those teams are usually in the postseason. So, it, yes, I agree with you. The run differential overall but it also is indication of how much, uh, when you talk about blowouts, how much offensive firepower they have. You can get a lot of one-run games, but if you're blowing people out, you can also then look at how much offensive firepower the team has, not just their pitching. It's not meaningless. It's there for a reason. But it, if you look, there is not one team in baseball that's winning their division with a negative run differential. The Braves won the division, plus 134. Philadelphia got to 82 wins. They were negative 11. First time in a decade. First time in a decade. Brewers, Cardinals, Reds. Reds were in it. They were 12 games back. They were still fighting for the wild card until the end. And then it was 83 wins. They were plus 26. Cardinals plus 34. Everybody else pretty much eliminated. They were in the negative. The top three teams over in the West. The top two runaway division leaders by far. Plus 200. Big-time offense, good pitching. They won a lot of games in blowout fashion. Padres were plus 21 with 79 wins. They had a couple of big blowouts. You're right. But but they were eliminated. So was Colorado. So was Arizona. It's it's meaningless in the, in the totality of it. But also, if you're in a positive state, you're looking at the teams that went to the postseason last year, Tampa, Ray, Tampa Bay plus, Boston plus, New York plus. Look at all of them. They're all in the green. They're all positives. Toronto was the surprising one. Toronto won 91 games, yet they were eliminated. They were at plus 183. Toronto could be fighting for a spot this year, big time. Baltimore, 52 wins, just awful. They would have been they would have been better running out some of the minor league prospects than what they did last year. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Glad you're with us. As always, hey, I want to remind you, uh, our friends at Four Seasons Island Resort, they got a good uh, good deal going on right now. And uh, guys, listen up. Girls, listen up too. But guys, if you want to do something special for your lady, April 23rd and 24th, could be your weekend to do it. They have, it's called Two Girls, Two Glasses. Now, guys, it doesn't mean you can't go if you're a wine enthusiast. 
but it's called Two Girls, Two Glasses. It's a winery tour. Now, the bus that picks you up is going gonna, is gonna to leave from Sheboygan, from Sheboygan, and you're going to go on a winery tour the, to the Ledgestone Vineyards, Mona Rose Winery, Forgotten Fire Winery, which, by the way, Forgotten Fire, shout out to them for listening to the program. When you go into Forgotten Fire Winery, you can actually hear the Bill Michael show on. And then there's Wine A Lot Vineyards, and they're going to take the bus to all four. You're going to have an overnight at Four Seasons Island Resort and then come back on that Sunday morning. What is included is the four winery tours, three meals, a Saturday lunch, a Sunday evening exclusive wine dinner, a Sunday morning champagne brunch, and the whole thing gets you uh, for 260 bucks. get you back. That's not a bad way to go. Lodging at the Four Seasons, by the way, you got to pick up. But what you need to do is you call Barb. Okay, hint, hint. Listen up. Call our girl Barb, 715-324-5800. So the winery and the tour and everything's 260 bucks. The overnight stay at Four Seasons Island Resort is uh, is separate, but you get the Bill Michaels special. If you tell them you hear about it here, this is where it pays, pays you to listen to the program. Again, 715-324-5800. Again, 715-324-5800. Head up to the Four Seasons Island Resort in Pembine on the Muscano River, uh, the Muscano Island up there. And check it out. Call Barb, B-A-R-B, and say, hey, I heard about this two girls, two glasses. I either want to send my significant other or you just want to go up, whatever. And uh, Bill Michaels told us to call. You get a little bit of a wink, wink, nod, nod special, and you're good to go. It's that simple. So get a hold of our friends up there uh, at uh, Four Seasons Island Resort. They can get you all booked up on the wine tour, and you'll be good to go. It's that simple. Good stuff. I'd love to. I got a lot going on that weekend. I got a buddy of mine who's leaving town. He's got a going away party on that Saturday, and then I've got a uh, a bit of a, a gathering here at the house on Sunday. Otherwise, I'd be going to this big time. A little baseball action. Be putting it on the transistor, listening to it as you're cruising around. Not a bad way to go. Catching a game while you're sipping some wine, doing some dinners. That's that's not bad at all. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, the 2024 NFL draft will be held in Detroit. Detroit. They picked Detroit over Green Bay. They picked Detroit over Green Bay. I'm, uh, I'm, I gotta be honest. I'm a little surprised and a lot disappointed. The 2020, we were really thinking that the draft was coming to Green Bay. I don't know why they chose Detroit over Green Bay, but. It was, I thought for sure it would be kind of a quid pro quo where, okay, you guys go overseas, you take your game to London. I know how much that community relies on the extra monetary income of the Green Bay Packers. So you take that over there and then we're going to give you the NFL draft. I really thought that would be the the back and forth between the NFL and the Packers. And, uh, and no, no, the NFL voted the 2024 NFL draft will be in Detroit. 
really, really, really thought it would be in Green Bay. So that's disappointing. That just came out. Not happy about it. 877-867-1670. Robin says, Ford Motor Company, major NFL sponsor. True. True. I, I guess, you know, Detroit hasn't had a lot to cheer about as of late. We all know that. It is a depressed town. Maybe the NFL is trying to help them out. Obviously, they had. But then again, they've hosted a Super Bowl. Packers are never going to host a Super Bowl. Right? Just uh, disappointed, I guess. Disappointed. Um, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. So that news... Just breaking. Damn. I really did. I uh, uh, Raul says, are you really surprised? Come on, it's Green Bay. I am. I, I, I really am. I really thought that... Um, I really thought that... Because I know the Packers were the last team to head over overseas. I understand that. Everybody has to go, and it was time for the Packers to go. But I really thought that the quid pro quo would have been, hey, by the way, we'll give you the draft. So it doesn't mean they're out of the running forever. It just means for the 2024, the next one that was up on the docket, uh, the Packers are out. Damn. Damn. Not uh, not happy. But it is what it is. Uh, Anthony says Green Bay just got jobbed. The birth of football, owned by the people, and we get screwed yet again. By the way, nice write-up about your podcast. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, um, there is a, a – a, now, I, I don't know how prominent it is. I haven't really delved that deep into it, but there was a nice um, write-up uh, mention regarding the show. Did you see that, Ben, regarding the show and all that, all that we do? I saw you retweeted it, but yeah, I read yeah, it. Yeah, um, uh, and Martin Hargso, and I'm butchering the hell out of his name, and I really apologize, but just, I guess he does some stuff uh, media relations-wise and talks about radio, and you know, but we are broadcasting on so many levels uh, for this particular program. So if you're in Green Bay, and we currently don't have an affiliate in Green Bay, we're working on that, and we, we hope to expand, but in Green Bay... Uh, we are consumed more widely in Green Bay on on uh, our app and on YouTube than is some of the local radio stations in Green Bay. So we figure out a way to reach audience that audiences that aren't necessarily uh, terrestrial, and by that I mean over the air. But we do we do it in many different ways with all of our different platforms: Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Um, and then obviously uh, with our podcasts. And since we do have an iHeart affiliate in Milwaukee, uh, the Big 920, WOKY, uh, we're on iHeart. Uh, we have, um, you know, uh, the ability to touch on Odyssey. You can find the Bill Michael Show. But then when you listen to the podcasts, those are all on, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes, and we're on uh, Google Podcasts. So there's no reason not to be able to find the Bill Michael Show somewhere. 
Um, Christopher said, I just heard you say that Green Bay will never host the Super Bowl. They will never host it. it it'll never happen. Uh, Christopher, you'd have to go to one to understand what it is I'm talking about. And by that, I mean it has grown. The festivities around it have grown so big that, you one, weather. It starts there. Secondly, um, because they're, they're, unless it's like New York was a one-off when they built the new Meadowlands and they gave them the Super Bowl in cold weather, that, that'll never happen again. Minnesota got the Super Bowl, hosted it, and everything was a train wreck. It was so cold, all the events around it, short of opening night, were canceled because they were supposedly either big venue or outdoor events. It was so cold in Minnesota, and it was everything just got canceled. And, and the NFL doesn't have that same experience. Their convention center uh, downtown was uh, minimal when it came to the fan experience for everything inside and outside. you got to go to one and see it. Um Probably the first time it really, really, really got big was Arizona out in Phoenix, which is who's hosting it again next year. It got really big, and the fan experience, Miami too, the fan experience was enormous. It was inside the convention center, outside of the convention center, uh, out in L.A., who has one of the biggest convention centers um, out of all of, of the cities. It took up the entire convention center. There is nothing in Green Bay that's even comparable to that. That's just for the fan experience. Now, around it are the additional parties inside, outside. Like the Mike Ditka Cigars with the Stars, that was four or 500 people. And that was outdoors. It was a beautiful setting. It was in this little theater area in between hotels and such. But it was outside because it's cigars. It's outside. There's not many places that that are equipped to handle that size of a crowd and music and food and all these vendors and the whole thing. It just, it, it'll never happen. It, it, you would have to build a convention center as big as Lambeau field to host it. Even with the expansion to the convention center in Milwaukee, if you wanted to say, okay, we'll do all of the, the radio row stuff in Milwaukee and the game will be played in green Bay. Even if you did that, there's still not enough hotel space. There's still not enough venues to host the parties. And I don't think the convention center, even then would be big enough to host radio row and the NFL fan experience. It's just so big, so big. So it, it just, I I'd love it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think they ever again, hold a, hold a cold weather uh, Super Bowl. Now, if say green Bay used public funds to dome Lambeau field, then I think the NFL would step in and say, yeah, you know what, we'll, we'll do that to ease the blow of the pain, if you will, of paying tax-wise for a dome. But other than that, no, I don't think it ever happens. I don't think it ever happens. It, and like I said, you'd have to go to one to really understand how big it is, how big of an event it is. I mean, in L.A., they had three different cities hosting it and the LA downtown area, the convention center area was completely inundated with fans and the convention center and how big it is. And just, it, you know, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll happen. 
Um, Brett wants to know, will Green Bay ever get the draft since the 2024 draft is now in Detroit? I think at some point they do. At some point. I am pretty surprised that um, that the Packers didn't get it this, this, this time around. Detroit was chosen over Green Bay. Washington was in the running as well. I can't negate Washington um, to host the 2024 NFL draft. But uh, I didn't think Washington was going to get it because of everything they've been through uh, with the investigation. It would be, like be rewarding bad behavior. I just never thought that, that that would happen. Never thought that would happen. I think it was really down to Green Bay and Detroit, and they chose Detroit. Now, that doesn't that doesn't mean that 2025 can't happen in Green Bay. It gives them more time to develop even a larger plan, if you will. But, uh, but yeah, I just I don't think it's going to happen in Green Bay. By the way, today, walking out on the field for the first time since returning to a Cardinals uniform, Albert Pujols got a standing ovation. For those that did not know, he's back in a Cardinals uniform signing a, a one-year deal to go back to the Cardinals. And if you follow me over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, uh, I just uh, I just retweeted that. Just retweeted that. Nick Castellanos also homered, so we need to make sure nothing <laughs> terribly wrong happened in the last right? 10 minutes. Right, everything that uh, – every time he comes to the plate, isn't it like somebody saying something or doing something uh, derogatory or negative or oh, trying to make an apology or – did it really? The Blue Jays people were apologizing and reading a statement for their pitching coach who just got a DUI. And while they are reading the apology, Castellanos had a single. <laughs> I just don't get why broadcasters understand. Like, don't stop apologizing was, when he's at bat. Yeah, it was famously uh, it was famously brought to the forefront when Tom Brenneman was, you know, kind of giving his heartfelt apology on the Reds broadcast network when Tom Brenneman had let it slip about San Francisco. So, yeah. Maybe it was for Chris Rock last night. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, do it. Hey, Lyle and the gang at JNL Tire Service, they are the best. By far the best. I, I love Lyle. I love their uh, philanthropic work, everything they do in the community out there. JNL Tire Service from Goodyear to Dunlop Kelly Tires, but they are best known for their service and the wonderful deeds they do in the community. Go to jandltire.com. That is jandltire.com. Dot com, jandltire.com. And don't forget, if you're heading downtown Milwaukee and you're going to be down there for any event, whether it's a Brewers event or you're going to go for a watch party or you're going to go see the Bucks as they venture towards the postseason and Admirals game, go to Milwaukee Brewing, MKE Brewing, right there on 9th Street. That's mkebrewing.com, mkebrewing.com. And once it opens up in the summertime, they've got that rooftop patio. That thing is just beautiful. Stop there and tell them we said hi. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now we're looking. We continue on the Bill Michael Show. 
And reminding you, we are uh, brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And if you are looking for, as uh, I just had Joe, one of their sales guys, uh, came out here and just measured my patio door. And I'm getting that. Uh, I ordered it. Went ahead and ordered it. Going to match it up to the other one that I just had done about a year ago. I can't wait. That'll be the last piece to the puzzle in the house. Love it. Uh, but not only that, Kristen's going to get some new windows put in her house. Got a big bay window that's kind of going bad. The seals are starting to uh, let go. Cold air is starting to come in. So they're going to redo that and a downstairs window as well. But uh, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they've got choices. While others just say, hey, we got one vinyl window. Here you go. It's economical. It's great, great, great. Glad to have you. Thank you. Uh, no. They've got two different styles of energy-efficient, budget-friendly lines of vinyl windows. Pella also has Impervia. The fiberglass line, strong material, strong. Then they've got three lines of luxurious wood windows as well. Traditional to contemporary, that makes six, count them six, my friends. Different lines of windows to suit your taste, your budget, your needs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but right now you can get 18 months, no payments and no interest, or $300 off each new window, or $700 off a Pella entry door system, or a 1000 bucks off which is what I ended up taking off of the uh, pallet, pallet patio door, the sliding patio door. So whatever you choose, just get your get your free in-home consultation. Book it now before the end of the month. Get a hold of them. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Again, PellaWI.com. And uh, see for yourself what they're all about. PellaWI.com. Or call them. Uh, easiest way to do it. 855-PELLA-WI. That is 855-PELLA. WI, and you can check it all out right there. Good stuff from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Um, boy, we've got all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, this is from uh, Chris, and Chris says, uh, why can the Packers never be atop the leaderboard when it comes to being chosen by the NFL? Everybody keeps uh, everybody keeps choosing other cities. Why? Is it just that Green Bay is too small? We are looked at as a one-horse town. It, I think so. But for those that have ever been to Green Bay, Okay, um, it's not a one-horse town. It is. I don't know total amount of infrastructures in place for the area. Okay, now again, you've got time to develop and grow. I just don't know how the NFL is the biggest and baddest on the block. Okay, I don't know how with that many people interested in the NFL, how Green Bay can handle it. Mark Murphy just put out a statement. Uh, the Packers and the events community supporters remain optimistic that Green Bay will have the opportunity to host the NFL draft in the near future. We will continue to work with Discover Green Bay and our partners in the effort to upgrade our bid and the details to continue our dialogue with the NFL officials so they remain excited about our community's plan to host this significant event. The NFL draft would draw fans to the area from around the country and probably dis and proudly display the NFL's storied history to football fans around the world while highlighting the uniqueness of Green Bay. Uh, and that's uh, j that was just released from uh, from the Packers. Just released from the Green Bay Packers. I think, and this is just my opinion here, I think that this gives the Packers a little more time 
to try to put something. What you don't want to do is host an event and have it be bad. That's what you don't want. I'm not saying that Green Bay would put on a bad show. But for the sheer amount of room and space, I think additional upgrades and ideas need to come to the forefront. I thought the Packers were going to get it. I mean, that's just my opinion. But others say that they don't think um, that Green Bay has the infrastructure to be able to handle it. And if you can't handle the draft, there's no way in hell you're able to handle a Super Bowl. You're just not going to get a Super Bowl. It's not going to come to Green Bay. And I don't mean to knock Green Bay. I'm not because I love that town. I love going there. I love working there. I love everything that it's, it, it's about. But there, there is a, a specific size need for, for that, unfortunately. Because the NFL, we all talk about it. It's just the biggest and the baddest on the block. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Speaking uh, of the Packers, we are awaiting Brian Gutekunst. He's uh, he's down at the uh, owners' meetings, and about forty five minutes from now, he's supposed to come to the podium and speak. We will do everything we can to get you that, so you can hear some of it, all of it, whatever. But hopefully, he comes on time, and we get a chance to take a listen to it. But uh, we should be able to we should be able to get that that audio if indeed he gets to the podium. Um, Let's do this. I'm going to step away, take a quick break, a little bit break, a little bit late. Step away, take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more to get to. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Burgers and Brews. Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews out in Oconomowoc. And I was there a few weeks ago. Really good place. Uh, Big bar. And the cool thing about it, they've got a room called the Veterans Room. If you are a veteran and you want to reserve a table just for you, they will do it. That is uh, for veterans and military personnel. They, uh, They treat you right. Treat you right there. That is our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. Go to Boondocks BBQs, BBQS, BoondocksBBQS.com. You can see everything about it. Go to Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. Good stuff on the menu. Big bar, too, out front. You want to go out there and just grab yourself something uh, something to drink and some sports? Good stuff. Check out uh, Boondocks BBQ and Brews. Burgers and Brews. Good stuff. Um uh, let's see here. Uh, Gene says, it's disappointing. We could have used a shot in the arm today. The last two weeks for the Packers has been a bit of a downer. Mm-hmm. True. True. I will agree with that. Losing Devontae. Losing the draft. Um, albeit, you know what? It's It's not total. It's not a total downer, but, you know, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, also you've got the, the re-signing of Devondre Campbell. 
Deron Reed helping on the defensive front. Been good there. The resigning of Rasul Douglas, good there. Bobby Tanyan coming back, good there. So it's not all downer. It's not all bad. Um, Fred says the NFL requires 850,000 square feet of indoor space and 1 million uh, of space outdoor, as well as a minimum of 1,000 room hotels each team and a minimum of 35,000 parking spots. The NFL also requires something like uh, also requires something like that. Um, it goes on from there. But, yes, it's it's a lot of space. And, and again, if you've never been to a Super Bowl, um, man, it's just, it's, uh, it's crazy. And now, um, Fred, are you talking about the draft? Are you talking about the draft or are you talking about a Super Bowl? I have never looked at the specifics. I only know when I go to a Super Bowl, it's huge. It's enormous. Um, and most of these convention centers, uh, as far as space goes, interior space, uh, most of them are larger than Lambeau Field. These, these convention centers are just enormous. Like I said, the first time I think I really got a sense for how big it needs to be was uh, Arizona going back maybe seven, eight, nine years, something like that. It was huge. And we were pretty cramped in New York. That was the Super Bowl when uh, Seattle took on Denver for Peyton Manning's first trip to the Super Bowl against the Legion of Boom. It just got their asses kicked. That was the first time that I had been to a Super Bowl that it was, oh, my God, it was small. And you would figure New York would have been enormous, and it wasn't. Because um, the convention center was not the host for the fan experience. The convention center had the Westminster Dog Show going on, and they were not going to move it. It was like the NFL was a nuisance in New York. New Yorkers treated us, the out, out, outbound media. Um, we'd say, hey, we're here to cover the Super Bowl. Ah, oh, God, you guys are just plugging up downtown. You know, Remember, they had the fan experience right in the middle of Times Square. And they shut down streets, and they had it all outside. That was when Fox brought in the giant, uh, like the 30-foot-high walking Fox robot that you see on Sundays when they have that robot, you know, walking around. Uh, they brought that. It was walking up and down Times Square. Times Square became a football field. They actually laid out turf and made it a football field. It was it was huge. Um, but it was just, it, 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 was, it was bad. It was a bad setup, and New Yorkers couldn't wait to get rid of the NFL. Couldn't wait to get rid of the NFL because they wanted their city back. And they're more interested in what the Knicks were doing at that particular point in time and, rather than hosting uh, a Super Bowl. And I remember because um, the press conferences for the Denver Broncos – were on a, a – they brought an old, broken-down kind of casino tour boat, like an old paddle wheeler. They brought it up the river, and we had to go over to um, – we had to go through the Holland Tunnel, but we had to go to the other side. Uh, I guess New Jersey. I don't know if that's correct or not. But we had to go over to this old boat, this broken-down-ass old boat. And I remember Peyton Manning getting on it and looking around going, what what the hell is this? This, this, this is the best the NFL could do? Because nobody in New York gave a damn about the NFL. 
877-867-1670. So Detroit gets hard, not, hard, hard knocks and the draft from Brett. They do. And in case you didn't know, uh, Detroit is also going to be the home of hard knocks. So, but then again, the Packers don't want hard knocks. They don't want it. They, they don't want it. So, yeah, they get both, but who cares? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. So yeah, the uh, the Detroit Detroit will be highlighted, but see the the, uh, the Lions are going to be on Hard Knocks this year. They're going to be on Hard Knocks this year. So twenty twenty four is when they'll have the draft. But the the Packers never, they don't ever want Hard Knocks. Ted Thompson made that clear years ago. And the way that is Red China up there, they don't want any secrets getting out. They don't want any behind the scenes. No. Maybe after Aaron Rodgers leaves, if this, te- if this team heads back to the 80s, as far as their records go, and then you're you're begging for publicity other than negative, maybe then they'll do hard knocks. But as far as right now, no. Ben, you said that you can't get hard knocks if you make the uh, playoffs? That's my understanding. Okay. Well, the Packers aren't going to get it anyway, but... They never want it. Never wanted it there. All right, three out of four down. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to hear from Brian Goodikins, the general manager of your Green Bay Packers. He's going to go to the podium down in Florida from the owners' meetings. We'll hear him, hopefully, before the end of the program. Stay tuned for that. A lot more to come. More of the Bill Michaels Show next. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 